Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the HVAC Overtime Real Talk podcast. This is episode number three. Thanks for listening. This is a, a little bit of a podcast, or not a little bit. This is a little podcast that we like to do after the the live stream that we do every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the HVAC Overtime channel. So what we try to accomplish with this podcast is just to kind of get out our thoughts that we couldn't get across on the live stream. We tend to stick to HVAC-related materials, but this podcast is just for the other stuff that doesn't fit in the live stream. Our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, whatever we got, whatever we want to talk about. Real quick, guys. If you guys haven't subscribed to our channel, go find us on YouTube, HVAC Overtime. Go ahead and find the Facebook group, also HVAC Overtime. Find us on Instagram, connect with us. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email us, HVACOvertime at gmail.com. If you want to hear us talk about something, if you don't want to hear us talk about something, we will gladly read your email and then delete it. We don't care. (laughs) So... You guys all know me, Curious HVAC guy. We got HVACR North, Joe, Ooh, the Canadian, what's it, what, what do I call you now? The Canadian sensation. Yeah, yeah the Canadian sensation. We'll the Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon. <laughs> the Canadian hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ooh. And we got A-Team Adam up there. We got our buddy Yamo. And we got a special yeah, guest up? tonight here, guys. You guys aren't even going to believe it. Well, if you just watch the YouTube live stream, then you probably know who it is. But we got Chris Stefanovich from HVACR Videos <laughs> in the house tonight. It's Stephens. Chris Stephens. Stephens. That was Stevens. Stevens? I'm pretty sure it's Stefanovich. <laughs> you should ask your wife. It's, it's, you should ask your wife. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Stefanovich. Chris Stefanovich. That's, <laughs> That's what I've been telling everybody. Since since we're talking about feelings, you know, sometimes when I look at this picture of that I have on my bedroom ceiling of um, me diesel <laughs> Carmen Electra, no Vin Diesel, okay. oh, Vin Diesel, I I get these feelings in my loins, and is this the is this where we're supposed to go with this? We can we yeah. can go whichever way you want to yeah. go, bud. I mean Carmen Electra, yeah, totally Carmen Electra. I get these feelings in my loins, you know, it just makes mm-hmm. me excited. Yeah, yeah it diesel. does. You ever you ever wake up and you're kind of awkwardly on top of your your wrestling buddy? Yeah, my buddy and me, the like stuffed animal, little wrestling Vin Diesel or uh, mm-hmm. the Rock Wayne, the Rock Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, how did I get into this position? Why is it all wet? Yeah, tombstone. Yeah, yeah, tombstone, which is like the the rowdy version of a '69, by the way. Right, standing up. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like like nobody ever put that together. Like, hey, hey, let's wrestle. Let's 69, and then I'm going to do some sort of move, and I'm going to spike your head into the ground so it looks like we're not Proper. actually 69. And <laughs> like, no, you're 69 in that dude, man. Don't lie. Is that yeah. the kind of wrestling where the guy's like, you got a pretty mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhat. Up in it could Canada, be. Up in Canada, are you familiar with Rowdy Roddy Piper? Of course. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I, I don't follow wrestling at all, actually, to be honest. Oh, man. That is an old wrestler. 80s wrestling? Yeah, he was the man. Rowdy Rowdy oh, Piper. Andre. I went to a wrestling event with with some dude one time. It, actually, now that I think about it, it was probably very inappropriate. Now, I don't think anything bad happened, but one of my neighbors in the apartment complex I went to one time wanted to take me to a wrestling match, and I went to one at like one of the local stadiums. It was really weird. Never mm-hmm. liked it. That is weird. 
Yeah, it was probably very inappropriate to go with like some random dude. They'd never <laughs> never go to a wrestling match with some random dude. My my cousin, my cousin was a pro wrestler. He was one of the dudes that no name dudes that lose to like the bigger name guys. Oh, oh. no way. <laughs> yeah. That's he awesome. Had, like the chairs broken across his back. And yeah. Like, you know, even if you're even if I mean at least if you're the you know the no name guy who's going to lose, you're still wrestling some cool dudes, you know. True, and you're making money, dude. Pay yeah. me, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll get a beat him. He met all the big time wrestlers. He met everyone. <clears throat> That's pretty cool though. Yeah. So as a kid, were you guys like all into wrestling, all of you? I watched it. Not like a hardcore fan, but yeah, I watched yeah, it. I was, I was I was pretty hardcore. Yeah, Bushwhackers, Bushwhackers, Giant, mm-hmm. you know, the Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold, yeah. Hawk Hogan, Macho yeah. Man. Stone Cold, that's oh, like yeah. later on. I watched yeah. old like eighties stuff. Monday Night Raw, man. Every Monday, Monday Night Raw. I go to my go to my grandpa's house, and me and my uncle and some of my cousins, we'd have like a just a wrestling party, and then we'd all just like beat up my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I remember one. I love the phrase wrestling. I know, right? Now, you, you guys probably you remember Lex Luger? Yeah, the yeah. Rack, you know the rack? What do you call it? The torture rack? Oh yeah, so that's right. That was his my sixty-something-year-old right? grandpa. I put him in the rack one time. <laughs> oh my god! And he was just like flailing around. I was like, "Oh my bones!" I'm like, "Shut up, grandpa! I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> it's have funny you-, you say that. It's funny you say that, Bill, because I wonder how many people have done that, just like joking around, but like they're just so hardcore wrestling fans. Oh, and yeah. they Just you know what I mean. Like I remember guys doing tombstones to me. I'm like, dude, almost, that could have went bad. I almost broke a dude's <laughs> neck giving him the tombstone because I tombstoned yeah. him into a pile of snow, not realizing like my knees were gonna go into the snow deeper than his head. Right. Yeah. And he was like, Oh my neck. I'm like, ah, you're okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, we did a I lot of backyard too, wrestling. Too busy for all this fake wrestling stuff, and I was watching Beavis and Butthead. It's, See, I was it's I watching Beavis and Butthead, Butthead too. Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy. I wasn't watching any of the wrestling. Oh, Ren and Stimpy, man. That was that was some good stuff. All right. Now what we're, was the, we're, the we're talking about Stimpy this. thing when the guy burped, farted, and and then he exploded, right? He did like three things at once and then he exploded. That was a Ren and Stimpy. Like nice. <laughs> Well, before we get too far off into uh, this nostalgic lane we're drifting down, which, by the way, I don't mind, but anyway, what do you guys want to talk about tonight? Well, real quick question, Joe. Yeah. Scotch or beer? Right now? Yeah. Scotch or beer? Um, It's Bacardi right now, bud. For me, what do you recommend? Oh, Scotch, bud, all the way. All right, Scotch. Go ahead, Bill. All the way. I'm a beer person. Sure. If I'm in my like in the past when I drank a lot. Sorry, I just had to grab my scotch. Totally different than any. (laughs) (laughs) He's showing a scotch tape, guys. Remember, now we're doing a reverse YouTube video, right? (laughs) Usually, we're describing pictures on YouTube for the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're describing pictures on the podcast of scotch tape. (laughs) Scotch tape. It's it's tape. It's a little plastic container. Mm-hmm. Circle mm-hmm. with half a horseshoe coming out the front. It has teeth on it. On one yeah. side of a piece of plastic, and then you like stip it to things, and yeah, random. <laughs> so, I think. I mean, I'm almost tired of talking about COVID nineteen, but in today's, I don't know the the, the world that we live in now. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 just everywhere, and it's affecting everybody's brain life, loss, right? You know, and. The thing that I have kind of been dealing with, and Chris, I know we kind of touched on this before, is the, uh, you know, what it's doing to people who are just stuck at home. You know, people who already have maybe underlying um, 
I don't know if I don't know if the word is like mental issues, but things that they're dealing with on an interpersonal level. Yeah. You know, like de- depression, I, I anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You know, and uh, it's not something I, I talk about freely all the time, but I know you've had a couple couple great YouTube videos that you you and your wife have always done together, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. did a series where I talked about my depression and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it was really good stuff, really good eye opening stuff. And it kind of brought light to a subject that not a lot of HVAC people are talking about. True, I don't know why HVAC people don't talk about it enough. I think we're people, men, yeah, I think, right. that, I think we have that, that stigma that we don't mm-hmm. want to talk about our feelings and all this crap, but but yet we're okay punching the wall or beating um, our wife. Yeah, well, right, right. That's exactly it. I mean, you have people, right? When you have someone, again, luckily, I never got to this point, right? But when you have someone that's abusive, um, I, I would, I would argue that majority of the time, there's something that they're hiding. They're taking it out on someone mm-hmm. because of some issue, some childhood issue, whatever, right? I think it's, um, it's important that we don't hide from this stuff anymore. I think too many people hide from their, their, their feelings and you know the stuff we're not supposed to talk about, right? I genuinely remember my, my grandfather turned 95 today. And I remember him when I told him probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago that I went to a therapist. He said, why would you do that? Why would you go to a therapist and talk about your feelings? Yeah, why? You're a man. You don't do that. You don't yeah, talk about exactly. your feelings. See, generationally, we don't. T- you know, we're taught not to talk. That's that stuff I, you keep hitting up. And uh, right when I was going into third grade, my mom and dad got got a divorce. Right, so I was at that point. My dad moved kind of the western suburbs of Chicago. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, my mom continued to work and raised us. You know, as a single parent. So after school, my grandpa and my aunt would pick us up and we'd, you know, hang out at my grandpa's house. Um, my grandpa was an old, angry dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was a, uh, I was, I almost said Civil War, but World War II vet. Oh, he was yeah. a World War II vet. And let me tell you, like, the crap that he wouldn't let me get away with crap. You know what I mean? Like, no nothing, nothing. It would be like, like right now, it drives me nuts with my kids at the table. My oldest son, he like just stuffs his face with crap. Stuff's falling all over, all you know, and he's got his elbows on the table and everything. I'm like, that would never. Oh my god, my grandpa yeah. slapped me across the face. Sit up straight, kid. When I was a mm-hmm. kid, that would yeah. never happen. Just smash his head right into the table. But the thing <laughs> is, like growing up like that, I have a hard time addressing my feelings. I get, I, I have like, I try to stay, um, you know, composed and keep you know stay positive all the all the time and then uh basically um you know things build up inside of me right and i'm I'm very hard on my kids i'm hard on every, I, i'm not beating them i don't touch anyone but i'm you know i think it's he kind of plays me you know Are you would you would you say you're very direct with your kids oh very direct i'm, I'm like what are you an idiot yeah see you know, I'm, I, I'm the same way i'm very direct i don't quite go that I wouldn't say that far, but I don't, I'm, I'm not that direct, but, um, I, I can genuinely remember. It's funny. Cause I just thought about this the other day. I can genuinely remember sitting at the dinner table with my dad and him losing his shit because I was drinking Kool-Aid and I had a Kool-Aid smile and I was probably about 13 years old. And he's like, what the, fuck? like, can't you just drink it without getting it all over your face? And I had a, I was, I was a kid, right? I had a Kool-Aid yeah. smile, right? 
And I can find myself getting upset with my 13 year old daughter to this day for something similar to that. Like, cause she eats and there's like a mess when she gets up from the table and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like in my head. And then I have to, I have to bite my tongue and think of how shitty I felt as a kid. Yeah. Getting yelled I, at. But, uh, like I struggle both ways. Right. Like, cause I look at my, my one son, like eats like he's a savage. Okay. <laughs> like he seriously each, like he could be in the jungle somewhere. And that's, <laughs> like, that's what I compare him to. Tarzan, Dan. And like when I was a kid, like after living with my grandpa for a while, it was like, your left hand is in your lap. Your right hand you use to like with your fork. You know what I mean? If you got a cut, then you bring your your left hand up, and uh, then you put you know no elbows on the table, no hats in the house, no absolutely no hats at the table. You know what I mean? And that's how it was. So I see my son doing it right now. I'm like, we're gonna go out to a restaurant, or we're gonna go there. He's gonna eat at somebody else's house, and they're gonna think he's an animal, and it drives yeah. me nuts to yeah. think that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things are different now, though. My wife and I both struggle a little bit with that because I was raised pretty proper, too. Mm -hmm. Ironically, I don't know if I've said this on a podcast before or not, but I was raised by my mom, who was very strict. Um, my dad lived, my mom and my dad were divorced, but I lived with my mom and she was very strict and she had certain rules. I had to, my, the biggest thing when I was growing up was you're going to learn manners. You're going to use manners. And when you're an adult, you can choose whether or not you want to use your manners. But until you're an adult, you Good have point. to use your manners. So as a nine-year-old, I was holding doors open. I was, and it wasn't like it was instinctually put into my head. So still to this day, I, you know, I hold doors open and different things. And I, you know, it's interesting though, because boys of, of today's, you know, nine-year-olds and stuff like they don't give a shit. Right. Like no, I, it's a whole it, new generation of people. It was something that all of us, I think, all of us, even though like you guys, you know, you 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 were raised probably by your dads and everything else, but like respect your elders. I'm yeah, sure yeah, all yeah. of you guys were taught that mm -hmm. respect yeah. your elders, and that's not happening right now. You know, no. so to no. this day, I still have respect for authority, and you know, nowadays more than ever, we learn that there's good police officers, there's bad police officers, there's good politicians, there's bad politicians. But in my head to this day, I still give police officers, politicians and everybody the benefit of the doubt because it's been drilled into my head that you respect your elders, your, you know, police officers and different things like that. So yeah. it's, it's still like, I give them the benefit of the doubt. And then sometimes I'm, I'm not a anti-establishment person, but sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, they were wrong, you know, but yeah. it's hard for me to get to that point because I always like, oh, if they if they shot someone, they must have done something wrong. You know, well, that's what I think. I think funny it's, go ahead. No, you know, I was just going to say it's funny you say that because I think one of you guys mentioned in the past, I could be wrong, but it's just like the president. You might not agree in all his aspects, but you still got to represent him and like, you know, accept him. He's your president of the United States, you know, just stay behind him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real quick, getting back to the, uh, uh, the kids and stuff. Now I know both of you guys have mentioned about how you talk to your, your kids and it's kind of reminiscent, reminiscent and it reminds you of things that was said to you when you were a kid. Do you ever find yourself apologizing to your kids after you've been overly direct or like in my case, I'm overly sarcastic yeah. with my kids. <laughs> and then like later on, you're like, God, you know, you kind of feel like crap for, uh, you know, talking to them that way. I've done it a few times where I apologize, but I'd say majority of the time I try to compose myself. Um, but also at the same time, 
there's also many times that I can think of off the top of my head that I was too proud to apologize. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, you know what? No, I was right. And then, you know, a month later, I'm sitting here thinking, God damn it. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I belong in the present day, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? That's a fair like, statement to say for me, too, because I genuinely think I should have been a teenager in the 80s. I should be, <laughs> I should be, awesome. be in the 50s. The 1950s is where I honestly, yeah, 50, honestly simple life by you and me, bro. Yeah, you know 1950s. I, I was watching an old Wild West movie, and I'm like, I could either do old Wild West or I could do the 50s. That, yep. Yeah. In, in both of which, being an alcoholic is okay. <laughs> so I, I would, think I would late, late 70s, early 80s. But you know what? I relate a lot of my stuff to, again, I shouldn't say again, but I'm a music person. So I relate to the music of the late 70s, early 80s. And I, I wit, like, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I hear music and I, I think of like, man, I wish I would have grown up in those times. Like, mm-hmm. and I think of things in music terms. And you think Chris would be a hippie? I don't know about a hippie. You would have definitely had a van with some sort of space theme airbrushed on the side of it. Velvet. I could have had a damn water yeah. van. I'd have Bell had a water bottoms, bed. Van, no. yeah, water bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can totally car, see it. If, you, if you were growing up mid-80s, you were like an 18-year-old, what car would you be driving, Chris? A VW bus. Oh, awesome. I kind of knew you were going to say yeah. that. He is yeah. hippie. Yeah, he's a hippie. VW bus, man. In VW bus. The, the tent on the top and everything. They are cool. See, I can imagine in the 1950s, like me and Adam would be neighbors and we would have cookouts in our nice little proper manicured fenced in backyards. We'd have our shirts tucked in, slacks on, you know, wives are in the kitchen making stuff. We're grilling steaks and having some scotch, talking about the office and selling insurance and shit. Okay. So think about the 1950s. Think about the 50s. Would you have had a microwave? Because microwaves are revolutionary. TV oh. dinners were revolutionary. They came out in the early '80s. You think? Microwave. I thought microwaves were were '50s. Yeah, um, they were. They were that early. Wow. Maybe they were yeah. earlier, but like I know, like they came. They became popular in the early '80s. Like I everyone, was like everyone had. Yeah, them. It became like a common household item. They were very expensive too. I remember yeah. very expensive for sure. That's when they were actually radioactive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sketch. Don't I mean, stand beside it. <laughs> they were invented in 1946. And, oh, no uh, way. Wow. Yeah, no, it was invented by a... Uh, oh, by the way, I'm Googling this just so people don't think I'm some sort of... Super <laughs> Imagine. You're like, a savant. Yeah. So, <laughs> But anyway, I do remember the story, though. I didn't remember the date in 1946, but it was a guy working in uh, um, something to do with the Army, I think it was. And he, I remember specifically he had a candy bar in his pocket and he was doing something. They were experimenting with radio waves and microwaves. And then he noticed... Hey, this candy bar in my front pocket was melted, and then he just kind of put two and two together and be like, "Oh, these radio waves melted my candy bar." And then he just realized wow. that radio because radio waves and microwaves are the you know the yeah. same thing. He must be glowing. He was probably glowing at the time. He probably didn't have any kids. No. <laughs> no. So talking about the whole like what we, what you started talking about, Bill, and the therapy thing and stuff. Yeah. So you know, I feel that I'm very thankful. I got to a point in my life where I recognized something that made me want to go to therapy. And it was a breaking point when my wife and my kids weren't at home and I got really angry. And my thing was, it was this aha moment when I punched a wall and I've always wanted to punch a wall and I punched a wall and I punched a hole through the wall. 
Mm-hmm. And when my hand went through the wall, it luckily went between the studs and went through the drywall. And but I could see the stud. And I remember instantly, I felt instant gratification as my hand went through the wall because it was like a release, like a dopamine release. A dopamine oh, yeah. Release. You know, it's just like, oh, that felt so good. But then I looked at the stud and I thought with the intensity that I punched the wall, if my hand hit the stud, I'd have been screwed. Yeah, you've been out of work. I'd have been out of work. Yeah. And it was that instant regret. And then there was a hole in the wall and I didn't say anything. And I didn't tell my wife. And she came home and I remember her looking at it and it was like, it might've been a day later or maybe later that, I don't know. It was a while later though. And she came home and she looked and she goes, what happened to the wall? And I said, I punched it. And just the look of, it was almost fear on her face. Not like I was going to hit her, but just like, what's wrong with you? You know, and then it was disappointment. And then it was, and then that's when I realized like, Hey, I need to go to the doctor. And I went to see a therapist and I'm not ashamed. I've, I've said it many so times. Where, yeah. I, I, my question is, I don't know if you've ever addressed this with your therapist, Chris, but like my question is like, uh, um, you know, I was always raised. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say something at all. So yeah. like, that's one thing I struggle with in the relationship with my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting into an argument. She'll be pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I'll yeah. just keep it all in. I'll just be like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk about it because like I want to, I want to yell at her. You know what I mean? I want to just be like, I want to lose it, but I'm trying to compose myself. But on the mental um, health standpoint, I'm keeping it all in. So like if she does it long enough, I do blow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'll, I'll do anything physically. I'll hurt her or anything else, but like I lose it and I'll, I'll start like, I'll be shit. That's where the insults come out. Right. Yeah. So my, my situation is a little bit different. My, um, you you mentioned an argument with your wife. My uh, anger and aggression was mostly with my dad. So nothing that my dad did wrong. But um, I've worked with my dad, uh, started working for him as a kid, became partners with him, work with him to this day. Things are really good to this day. But I uh, credit that with a therapist. But I used to bottle stuff up similar to what you were talking about. And I would just bottle it up and then work and everything. And I would just bottle it up and I wouldn't tell people. I can remember as a teenager being in, in my family, I was this, I was the person that Christopher is so nice. You know, everybody in my family, Christopher's such a sweet kid. He'll do anything for anybody. I would drive anywhere. If someone's air conditioner broke, I'd be there in a heartbeat to fix it. It didn't matter if it was 70 miles from my house. I was this person. And I realized that I was just that I was just someone's punching bag for so many years. And it wasn't, they didn't mean to be that, but I just, I, everybody took advantage of me. Right. And I never was said it, was it you just trying to make everybody happy? Yes, it was yeah. me trying to make this. I wanted I, I loved that attention. I loved yeah. that, you know, like I want to be this person. And and whenever I was angry, I would just bottle stuff up. So my anger was more with my dad at the point of when I went to a therapist. And I think I was taking it out on him because majority of the problems that I ended up finding that um, when I went to the therapist was that it was just me being angry at the world and, and in all honesty was more anger with my mom. Um, oh, it's not interesting because a lot of guys are in that situation. But I took it out on my dad, but it was yeah. more with my mom. Yeah. So oh. I grew up, I, I think I've said this before, but I grew up in a family where my mom was, she taught me everything. She taught me my values and all this different stuff, but she was also, uh, she abused drugs. And yeah. I grew up uh, up until 12 years old seeing things uh that i never should have seen meth and different things like that and um 
and that messed me up in the head, but I, I was afraid to tell people about it and I bottled it up and that started everything. That started so, the anger. Where did the, where do you think the depression came from? Or is it just, it coincided with, the, I think it coincided with yeah. it all. Um, and I think it's still like, and that's something too, like even seeing a therapist, I think I said that, I think I talked about this on, uh, actually Zach's man with issues podcast that he did right when he first started. I think it was one of his first guests, but, um, I, I just, I hit all that stuff and it just, it, it turned into depression and I realized what depression was and, um, and, and it's, it's something that you never get over. Even seeing a therapist, all the therapist did was I saw a therapist for 18 months, I think it was, and I took medication, uh, bipolar medication and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was diagnosed bipolar and antidepressant and uh, whatever, all this different stuff, but it after seeing the therapist and talking to the therapist, it made me realize, um, after 18 months with the therapist, I remember, you know, about the 16th, 17th month, I remember talking to the therapist one day and I said, you know, I realized something. I said, every time I come in here, you've never told me what to do. I said, I literally have figured out what to do. It's just a matter of me wanting to talk and talking, you know, feelings and different stuff out and getting it out. And really I knew what the problem was the entire time. And it was just communication. That was the bottom line of everything was me being afraid to communicate. You know, know, you mentioned that because, um, I was literally just thinking the same thing last session that I had with my, my counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call her. And I was thinking, cause she gives a lot of responses that aren't necessarily like, like bottled responses, but they're never like, well, you need to do this, this. She's not giving me directions on how to fix my life. Instead, she's sort of like what you said. She's letting me kind of figure out what to do and help yeah. sort of guiding me to developing the tools that I need to develop in order to deal with different situations in life, like being sober all the time instead of drunk all the time. That's new. You know, <laughs> I, my wife really wants me to go to a therapist because she thinks I have a ton. I do. I know I do. I know I have a lot of issues stemming back to, I think my grandpa was hard on me. You know, it messed me up having uh, my mom and my dad have get into a divorce at an early age. Um, my sister died, you know, um, what was it? I don't remember what year it was. Um, probably eight, nine years back. And that messed me up. And like, I never, I was always like the rock in the family. So my sister died. So I was like, mom, I got to take care of you. My brother, I got to take care of you. Everyone else, I got to make sure everyone else is okay. You know, stepping up to the plate. It really messed me up. And, you know, it, it, it screwed me up too, because like, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my sister because she was not good with my mom. So I was like hard on my sister. So my, my wife wants me to go to a therapist to try to like figure out my, what is my problem? You know, like what are my underlying issues? Like figure out what's messing me up in life, you know? Well, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Real quick, one of the things that I would tell the audience listening out there, because my biggest fear of going to a counselor was not, I mean, I wouldn't call it a necessary fear, but it was an inconvenience that always allowed me to talk myself out of going to counseling or therapy was I never have the time. It costs too much. My schedule is too crazy. Or I just feel weird talking in person. So exactly. what was it? What was it? It was, it was all of them. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, because a lot of guys of are at that level. Like they don't, they don't know if they should go or not. So what was yeah. it that pushed you to go? Well, for me, it was just the realization that I was becoming more toxic to my family than helpful. And 
as the man of the household, as I viewed it, as the leader of my household, I should be the one bringing this level of positivity in my household and guiding my family into a better life because I try to provide for them. I try to feed them and nurture them. So why would I do all that and then also treat them like garbage? Yeah, I hear you. But no, that's, going very, to, that's very inspiring to hear that, you know? Yep. Very similar to yours, Bill, the story that I told about punching the wall, that was my aha moment. That was the realization because when I punched the wall, I instantly felt regret, but at the same time, I felt satisfaction. And that mm -hmm. satisfaction is actually what scared me because I never, and I never once in my life have ever had a thought about hitting my wife or my children in a bad way. I've spanked my kids, but I mean, I've never thought about like, oh my God, I want to punch my kid or whatever. But I also never wanted to be that person. Mm -hmm. So that instant satisfaction that I felt when my hand went through the wall, that scared me because it was the, what if I become that person that gets satisfaction or feels that, you know, I never wanted to be the person, you know, 10 years from now, I didn't want to feel like, oh my God, I regret my life because I beat my kids or whatever. So um that aha moment was when i punched the wall and that's what made me think i got to go get help and well it's good that you you got got to that to be honest with you because a lot of guys struggle with that and you know you turned it around yeah, they, they don't you go realize. over that hump that they realize that like hey i yeah. need to go see somebody you know and in my case i was i've stumbled upon this app or a website called betterhelp.com and it's all, it's like, it's sort of like Skype based. You can do video calls, phone calls, chat through text, whatever you want to do. But it's, it's a hundred dollars a month and you get at least, at least one session a week. You have unlimited texting with your counselor. Um, they help you match up with a counselor. You can talk to them, preview them. If you don't like them, of course you can switch counselors at no extra fee. But honestly, for a hundred dollars a month, I couldn't not talk myself into doing this. There was no excuse at that point. $100 a month. I don't have to leave my home. I can go in my office, shut the door and you know, 2 seconds I'm on the phone with my counselor. That's cool. Yeah. What what what's the app again? A lot of guys, that that sounds interesting. betterhelp.com. It's a web-based and they have an app you can do uh, like I said you can text with the counselor, you can video conference with a counselor. Um, I mean it's it's absolutely perfect for guys like me and probably a lot of a lot of the guys in the HVAC industry that just have crazy schedules maybe they're too intimidated or scared um, or they just feel uncomfortable actually going to an office and talking to a live person it's it's perfect especially for me I don't like doing a whole lot of face-to-face -face stuff not to mention I don't have a whole lot of time you know so speaking of time we should probably continue this on the next podcast we're running a little bit low on this one yeah, we'll make this a two-part two-part series. Good idea. Good idea. Well, guys, if you didn't catch it at the beginning, make sure you uh, connect with us on all our various platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Join up the group if you want. Cool group. And yes, it is. It's very cool because we're all in it. <laughs> and also, like I said, if you guys have any questions, uh, especially with this topic, this is sort of a, a touchy topic with a lot of HVAC guys, but if you do have any questions I mean, heck, even if, if you just need somebody to talk to, somebody to vent to, yeah, shoot us an email. Shoot me an email. You can email Absolutely. all of us at HVACOvertime at gmail.com. Email me, CuriousHVACGuy at gmail.com. ChrisHVACRvideos at gmail.com. Email anyone of us. Yep. We'll 
we'll be glad to help you through whatever whatever it is you're going through. We'll we'll try to help you the best we can and give you some advice on things we've dealt with and how we've dealt with them. But thanks for having me, guys. For now, Any, guys. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.